0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show, and thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are once more going to be talking about the U.S. presidential election. And I know, at this point, a lot of you may be feeling kind of sick of hearing about all this, and trust me, I can sympathize. This whole thing has ended up going on way longer than I ever thought it would, but So help me, I just have at least one episode left of ranting to do about all of this. But you know what? On the bright side, Saturday, I am hoping that Jeremy Hamby from The Quartering will be joining me to co-host our longer episode. And that's going to be a good time. We're going to be talking maybe more about pop culture and some fun things. So just bear with me for now let me vent. I have venting to do. So, in terms of an update as to who did or did not win the election, I don't really have anything new to add that wasn't already said in our Saturday episode, which, if you haven't watched it yet, make sure to check it out as I explained then. The media is calling it for Biden, which, no, is not their job to do, but the Trump team is within their rights, you know, exploring recounts as well as launching several lawsuits alleging voter fraud. If there's any updates or movement on those stories, I will make sure to fill you all in, but for now, we are still in this weird limbo where the media and all the establishment is acting like Biden definitively won the presidency, even though it's not not the case. Uh, no, instead, though, what I want to talk about in this episode is what the reaction to Biden's alleged win has been from both the left and the right. And actually, let's let's start by talking about the right. Now, I have said this before that I think conservative inc, the establishment right wing, um, you know, it's it's not so much that I think they're evil. It's just that they are both incompetent and spineless. It's like a weird, unhappy mixture of the two. And that's why, for so many people like myself, Trump was so refreshing. Because no, maybe he wasn't the most skilled orator or anything like that, but at least he stood for something. And at least he stood for getting conservative policies pushed through. Okay, we're talking about nominating actual you know, constitutionally sound justices. We're talking about things like tax cuts. We're also talking about things like deregulation, right? You can say that Trump was such a such a mean tweeter and his decorum was lacking and all that. All of you want. But look, at the end of the day, a lot of people, again, like myself, we care about results. And that's something that establishment conservatives just don't seem concerned with. They would rather clutch their pearls and try to give power back to the establishment than actually stand up for someone who's fighting for right-wing values and you know Fox News has been really really disappointing since the election for for a while now we we've seen that there I mean Fox News is biased Who, who are we gonna kid otherwise but you know for a while we've kind of known now that they're their loyalty isn't necessarily to, you know, right-wing or conservative values, it's more to the establishment. And maybe, you know, establishment right, but still the establishment. And that is exactly why I think they Called Arizona for Biden so early. I think there are absolutely people at Fox who are hoping for a Biden win, and you know what? To those people, I just want to say I don't care if you also support lower taxes. If you're also pro life, I do not want you on my side of any political battles because you're either you're, you're useless or you're you're duplicitous. I'm not sure which one it is, but in either case. I have no use for you, and I think that is what, you know, we in the right-wing movement need to say to so many of these establishment relics, because, you know, we're not going to get anything done with them holding us back. I have some tweets, uh, you know, kind of illustrating this point that I would like to go through. First one is from Eric Erickson. Now, there are some things that Eric Erickson says that I really like, but, uh, you know, on the whole, watching his reaction to this election has been disappointing, and it's not necessarily because, you know, I don't think he's upset enough about Trump losing, supposedly, because that's not what all this is about. It's the it's the willingness to look at the media, which for the past four years has lied and called Trump supporters, right-wingers in general, uh, you know, Nazis and bigots. It's, it's the idea that you can look them in the eye, <laughs> despite all of their lies, and say, you know what, this time I'm gonna believe you now because you're going against someone that I personally have an issue with. Like, that's... Not only is that not smart, but that kind of thinking is going to be the undoing of the conservative movement in general. Because if it's true that there has been voter fraud, which once more I will keep saying it from the roof—if you from the roofs—if you are not following Project Veritas, you really need to be. If there has been pr- voter fraud on, on a mass scale, then conservatives we'll never win another election again, regardless of the outcome of this specific election anyway. Um, So let's see what Eric Erickson has to say. He says, if you really believe election machines were hacked with something called hammer and scorecard, and that's how Biden won, please unfollow me. I have enough dumbasses following me already. All right, I obviously have a lot to say about that. Before I do, though, I want to thank our sponsor, Bull and Branch. So what do millions of Americans and three former U.S. presidents have in common? Well, they all agree that Bull and Branch sheets are the softest and and most comfortable pure organic cotton sheets on earth. Bull and Branch Cotton is rain-fed, pesticide-free, and carries the highest organic certification. That is why it is so, so soft. And because they work with family-owned mills all over the world to expertly weave every single set of Bull and Branch sheets with the highest level of craftsmanship, it's quality you can feel the moment you open the box. So, bed sheets are just one of those things where once you once you feel what quality is like you're going to have a really hard time going back to the cheap stuff and you know what you spend about a third of your life sleeping so bedding is not an area where you should be skimping out on. I have a set of and Branch sheets and they are so, so soft. It's like sleeping in the arms of a teddy bear. Plus they are breathable, which is good news for anyone who might get too hot at night. You have that circulation happening. And since they sell direct to you, and Branch sheets start at just $160. They are $1,000 quality sheets for a fraction of the price. Plus you can sleep on them for a month risk-free. So right now you will get $50 off any sheet set at bowlandbranch.com with the promo code Chen that's spelled b-o-l-l-n branch.com with the promo code chen for $50 off bowlandbranch.com again promo code chen restrictions may apply see bowlandbranch.com for details now I, I don't know too much about this particular allegation of voter fraud, you know, talking about hammer and scorecard. But I do find it interesting, scrolling through Erickson's timeline, is is he seems to reserve more condemnation and vitriol for the conservatives who are actually, you know, trying to fight for Trump and what they see, you know, to combat an unfair election than he does for the media, who for, again, the past four years has been absolutely playing an activist role. He also has more condemnation for these fellow conservatives than he does the people who are beating up Trump effigies in the streets, you know, the the people who are going around, Antifa members, and demanding that people capitulate to their causes or else, you know, you're just going to get beaten up. So it's this weird compulsion among establishment conservatives where a lot of them are so happy to throw fellow right-wingers under the bus, not necessarily because they've done something wrong, because I don't think there's anything wrong with just asking questions. It it, it seems like they're doing this to almost just appease the center and the left, which is so crazy because if if the past four years have taught us anything is that these people cannot be appeased so why bother let's move on to David French so he says the counting must continue and all legal challenges must be heard but there is nothing that should cause Americans to believe that this election was illegitimate and it is shameful for anyone to suggest or allege otherwise so you know even if you are concerned about voter fraud. It's not just that you're wrong. It is shameful. How dare you question the system? You know, all of those, all those videos about postal workers talking about backdating ballots, all of those infographics, you know, of of dead people having voted. Don't believe your lying eyes, okay? Trust in the system, right? Because David French, David French knows. And especially, like, if you are a Republican or anyone who at any time has advocated for the concept of voter ID, the fact that you would simultaneously say, you know, that that voter fraud is just, it's impossible, that kind of undermines your own argument, doesn't it? And I talked about this on Saturday, there are so many different parts of election security that the U.S. just does not take part in because it's controversial for some reason. That is just seen as common sense in the rest of the world. I am talking about things like voter ID laws, right? I am talking about things like not having universal mail-in ballots and potentially not even any mail-in ballots because the chain of custody just cannot be secured. David French also says, this is instructive for those who care about the truth. One does not walk into court with a bag full of rumors and call it evidence, right? Now, here, He's just trying to dismiss, uh, you know, some of the, quote, hearsay of allegations of voter frauds. There have actually been bags of Trump ballots found discarded, right? Um, If you actually go on several sites, like in Michigan and Wisconsin, you can find proof that dead people have voted. There are postal workers who are willing to go on record saying that they were ordered to back date ballots. Like, none of this is based on hearsay, not to mention there are statistical anomalies in Biden's election. Things like, you know, not having consistent number of down-the-ballot votes and things like that. Strangely high uh, voter participation rates. Like, none of this is is just rumors so why David French is so keen to throw all of this away I mean I really do think it it stems from the fact that he doesn't like Trump he is one of the conservatives out there that was actually happy the press was calling it for Biden and it's like like if you care more about hurting Trump than you do about someone in power who will actually be pro-life and, you know, try to reduce regulations and lower taxes, then you're not conservative. I'm sorry, you're not. And also, you we have Mitt Romney here, who he's just, I don't know if there's a more useless politician than Mitt Romney, but he said, Anne and I extend our congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. We know both of them as people of goodwill and admirable character. We pray that God may bless them in the days and years ahead. Now, you know, just coming out of this line, you might think, well, that's a perfectly nice and pleasant and civil statement. What's wrong with that? Well, as Matt Palumbo tweeted out, you know, he pointed out, Biden accused Romney of wanting to bring back slavery in 2012. Remember that whole line? He's going to put you back in chains. Yeah. So that that's exactly what this weak mindset of conservatives uh, you know, in in my opinion, represents. People who, it doesn't matter how much the left lies about you, tries to undermine you, and plays dirty, you're just gonna roll over and like what they do to you. You're just gonna take it with a smile because, you know, that's, that's the polite thing to do. Now, let us talk about the left because Guess what? They are also not immune to criticism during this whole fiasco. Before we get to them, though, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Patriot Penguin. So are you sick and tired of overpriced greeting cards that don't say what you really want them to say? For years, Americans have been stuck in the greeting card section reading sappy, incoherent messages that are, frankly, weak. In fact, so weak, they look like they were written by (laughs) Biden's speechwriter. But, um, anyway, those days are over thanks to Patriot Penguin, the first and only greeting card company for conservatives with a bigly sense of humor. From birthdays to Christmas, Patriot Penguin has a wide selection of cards that will trigger your snowflake friends and relatives, plus remind the like-minded that you have yet to drink the mainstream Kool-Aid. All their cards are designed and printed in the USA and ship free and quick. You gotta love that. So go to PatriotPenguin.com right now and save on a four-card for $22 deal with the offer code you Lauren. Remember, you must place your order by December 15th to guarantee delivery or arrival before Christmas. Let's keep Christmas great with Patriot Penguin. Again, that is patriotpenguin.com. Go to patriotpenguin.com and use the offer code Lauren. You know, you, you've got to be on the wrong side of history when even a greeting card company, Patriot Penguin, seems to stand more firmly with Trump than the establishment, right? Disappointing, but not surprising. All right. So, in some of the acceptance speeches, Biden has prematurely given and he has stressed a message of unity he even went so far as to call the people who didn't vote for him not enemies but merely political opponents again stressing that at the end of the day they were all still americans and i appreciate that sentiment uh i do want to push back on the undertone throughout all of these statements that you know trump was this big divider i don't think he ever really was but whatever i I like that biden seems to at least at face value be pushing some togetherness um Unfortunately, the rest of the left does not seem to have gotten the memo. Uh, before the election, we did a segment where we talked about how, according to The Atlantic, if you actually want to push back against the violent riots, then the best thing to do is vote for Biden. That way, I mean, I know it may seem like I would be just placating the uh, the terrorists, but actually, according to The Atlantic, it's, it's a way to show them that the political system still works, so you don't need to be out there rioting. Because, I guess, votes, democracy, you know what, the argument never really made sense to me, but at least now we have concrete proof that it wasn't real. Because after Biden was announced by the media as the victor of the election, people took to the streets. Wait a second, what about coronavirus, you may be wondering? doesn't that's not a concern anymore biden has won, but uh, here we have some footage of people beating trump effigies yeah two separate occasions um you know if this is enough proof to show you that the left really is the party of tolerance and love then uh, i don't know what to say <laughs> It's really hard to take any message of unity seriously when simultaneously you have people en masse um, beating up effigies of the previous leader. If we want to talk about, you know, divisiveness, forget Trump's tweets, pretty sure that's that's quite divisive. And actually, those actions, at least they were only focused on, on beating up dummies. Uh, other protests slash riots in the country we're not so tame. So we have some reporting by Andy No. With this video, he says, surveillance showing Antifa's attack on St. Andre Bessette Church in downtown Portland this week. The church provides services to the city's large homeless population, but it has since halted those services due to damage to the building, right? You know how I know that you know these left-wing thugs will not be placated by electing Democrats? is because they're most active in the cities where Democrats are in charge. Look at Portland, look at Seattle. It's not like these people probably just feel like Republicans are taking over they are in liberal progressive bastions, and yet still they write. It's almost it's almost like these people are political extremists and terrorists who can't be reasoned with. So that covers Antifa, but don't worry, BLM has also not been appeased by a Biden win. You know, I think a lot of liberals out there they were thinking that as soon as Biden was elected, uh racial healing would begin, you know, just white racist cops would lay down their oppression sticks and start hugging low income minority members i mean i i certainly believed it was possible if we look at uh you know these BLM protests though apparently that hasn't yet happened maybe maybe it's it's because we're still in november maybe in january that's what's going to happen uh but here we have more video footage far left protesters harassing police at a BLM demonstration is in ann arbor Chance to move buddy you took too long And so let us turn to the politicians out there because I'm sure there are people out there who might be thinking, okay, you know, the, the rank and file leftists, uh, yeah, they're, they're still as crazy as they ever were. But hey, you know, at least in terms of politicians now that Biden has legitimately won the election, people can start to come together. Uh, no. No. No, of course, of course not. And we knew that wasn't going to be the case. We have this post from AOC. Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. What is it? with communists and lists of their enemies. I mean, I don't have a problem necessarily with, like, naming names if you think someone has done wrong, like, absolutely call them out, but these people, they seem obsessed with keeping lists. I mean, like, historically, you don't want to be on any of these commie lists. Uh, It doesn't tend to end peacefully, but it's just strange how AOC could actually, or someone in her staff, could actually put this in writing and think, yeah, This is fine. You know, this isn't going to scare people. This is actually par for the course of how unity and, you know, political coming together will look like. And of course, then she got, some backlash as she should have, and she followed up by saying, "Lol," at the party of personal responsibility, being upset at the idea of being responsible for their behavior over the last four years. <laughs> what well, like, Republicans? E- you want people to, you know, just pay for for their own children and for their own stuff, yet you don't want to be responsible for committing crimes against the progressive Marxist agenda and ending up on a list that may send you to the gulag. Like, don't you think that's kind of hypocritical? Ugh, you can't make this stuff up going forward. I think we're just going to be seeing more of the same, more division. Uh, It's not going to get better regardless of who ends up winning. But as always, I would love to hear what you folks think. First, with the presidential election, do you think that there's anything going to be coming from the recounts and lawsuits that are happening? And if we are going to be living under President Biden for the next four years, do you think the left is going to get worse or better in terms of their behavior and divisiveness? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and